0: Hello, welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Colletti, and I'm the host for today's show, which is being recorded on location at the 2019 ABA Annual Meeting in San Francisco, which is the city by the bay as uh, my panel here has told me uh, very passionately. And so I'm welcoming a bunch of fun guests here. So I'm going to start to my left here, um, start with uh, Fred Alvarez. Welcome to the show. Hi, happy to be here. And uh, next to you is Jessica James. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello, thank you.
0: And last but not least, Lori Andrus. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So you all just completed your presentation for CLA in the City, and it was titled "Equal Pay Trends in Litigation, Emerging Legislation, and Corporate Equity Initiatives." And so, uh, because it's a CLA in the City, which law firm were you presenting at?
2: Leaf, Cabrazer, Hyman, and Bernstein hosted us today.
0: Excellent. How were the uh, How were the trappings? Were they Were they nice? They were
3: excellent.
1: Most be- beautiful view.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So. Uh, Obviously, we've got a lot to discuss, but uh, just to provide a little context on the expertise, I want to go around the table, ask for bios. Where do you work? What do you do? And since we started with Fred before, we're going to turn to Lori this time.
2: Great. My name is Lori Andrus. I have my own law firm here in San Francisco. It's called Andrus Anderson. We do a full panoply of plaintiff side litigation, focusing on complex and class action litigation, including equal pay cases.
0: Excellent. And Jessica?
2: My name is Jessica James. I'm an attorney
1: with Orrick, Harrington, and Sutcliffe. We have an office here in San Francisco. I'm actually based out of the Sacramento office. Do employer-side defense, defending against Title VII, equal pay claims. I am also a member of the California Pay Equity Task Force, which was commissioned by the governor in 2016 for the California Fair Pay Act laws.
3: And Fred Alvarez. Uh, I'm a partner with the law firm of Koblenz, Patch, Duffy, and Bass in San Francisco. Uh, my Normal job is to advise employers on employment law, but what, increasingly I'm spending more time being a monitor of uh, consent decrees in the employment law arena.
0: All right, so I'm looking for a volunteer here. If someone could give me the general synopsis, sort of the 50,000 foot view on the, the, all the topics that uh, you all talked about uh, during your session.
2: I can do that. Yeah, I'm happy to do that. The federal Equal Pay Act was signed into law in 1963. California's Equal Pay Act actually predated that law, but recently, in the last few years, have been has been strengthened to be the strongest equal pay law in the nation. New Jersey, Massachusetts, and other states are also strengthening or introducing equal pay laws at the state level. And worldwide, there's also been a focus on equal pay, with the UK in particular requiring reporting for the first time last year and revealing some real strong gender pay gaps um, that all of us here want to address uh, from our different perspectives. And I also think that a lot of attention is being paid to the equal pay issue in the last few years, thanks to Hollywood and the Sony email hack, which revealed that so many female actresses were being paid less than their male counterparts. So that has increased visibility of this issue in the popular media and I think has driven employees to exercise their legal rights. And with the strengthening of the law in California, I think that also is driving employers to make sure that they're complying with the law. So it's keeping the three of us very busy.
0: Well, it definitely uh, caught my attention when I was reading the program for for annual meeting here. You know, obviously, the uh, the U.S. uh, women's soccer team winning the World Cup. And there's been some discussions about uh, pay gap there. And so, obviously, front and center in the news. So, uh, obviously, a very uh, timely topic. Um, So... uh, you all helped me roadmap this a little bit, and I wanted to get a feel for the uh, yeah. landscape for the laws yeah. and the legislation right now. I understand that uh, there, there might be some federal components that are maybe a little stale at this point, maybe need to be updated. Uh, but there's, uh, a- as you all were saying, there's been a lot of statewide updates. So just uh, if we get a general feel for the yeah. landscape today. Who wants to handle that one?
1: Sure, I can jump in there. Um, As we were talking about, the Federal Equal Pay Act has been on the books for over 50 years now, and um, since 1993, I think Lori mentioned earlier, there's been uh, proposed changes to it, but they haven't really gotten off the ground. Instead, we've seen uh, just an increase in activity at the state level, whether it's for changing the standard for comparators, tightening defenses, prior pay laws, or laws geared toward pay transparency, that's where you're seeing a lot of movement and keeping up with the, the many different states that are um, enacting and proposing legislation uh, is, is a full-time job.
3: I guess I would add that California has been a leader in this area. Um, Jessica was on a statewide commission that looked into uh, this whole topic from a broad perspective that represented lots of different interests, and uh, there have been sort of pioneers in uh, how you look at pay equity.
2: And if I may um, add that, well, just emphasize what Jessica was saying on two particular points, the use of prior salary and also pay transparency are, from my perspective, two of the most important legislative initiatives. Because when you ask a prospective employee uh, to tell the employer what she was making at her past job, you are likely uh, reinforcing or perpetuating gender discrimination. Because when you're paid less, that follows you throughout your career. And so so the prohibitions on the use of prior salary i think really have the potential to make dramatic change in this area similarly pay transparency is is a real benefit to employees. And so where states are um, encouraging employees to talk to one another about pay, where they are prohibiting employers from retaliating against employees for talking about pay, that can also be a real benefit to female workers. Because many of my clients come to me and they say, I suspect I'm being paid less, but I don't know exactly. And that's a barrier to bringing a lawsuit.
1: That came up quite a bit in the task force, kind of the the idea behind the prior salary prohibitions and the laws there. It's to open the conversation, to have negotiations so that candidates come to the table prepared to talk about what they feel they're qualified for, what they expect to be compensated, and they're not carrying a potential stigma with them based on what they were previously compensated.
3: This is an area, I think, that in which law is going to clash with culture a little bit because employers are used to saying, well, how much are you making in your current job? Um, and then you offer them a little bit more. Um, and if, if taking that off the table is going to take a while to, to get employers to think differently about how they pay new employees. And uh,
1: what they can do there is is the law does not prohibit asking about what your salary expectations are. Um, and doing so facilitates that conversation because you can also talk about, well, what about your skills and experience and qualifications um, support that type of, of compensation?
2: And these issues are all being litigated as well. Um, so legislation is an important piece of the puzzle, but there are two cases in particular that your listeners uh, might want to follow yeah. if they're interested in this sure. area. Um, one is Rizzo versus Yovino. It's a Ninth Circuit case that was um, overturned on procedural grounds after the death of Justice Reinhardt, and it's being reconsidered now with a new panel. So in in... The Ninth Circuit states there may be a new opinion in the in the coming months that talks about the use of prior salary and when it's appropriate or if it's appropriate. And then the other case that has um, uh, currently pending a certiorari petition before the U.S. Supreme Court is Ramos versus Winston and Strawn. And that case involves an arbitration agreement. um, And I think it will be a significant one because the California Court of Appeal was reinforcing the Armandara's factors in spite of the Lewis versus Epic Systems case that came down a year ago or a year and a half ago from the Supreme Court. So there's some kind of epic Litigation battles that are going on right now that potentially may change the landscape dramatically.
0: Oh, and from an employer perspective, I mean, so that's that's the the legal the legal perspective. But from an employer perspective, these cases will have impact. Uh, uh, and what's I guess trying to get in front, of you know, trying to be a lawful employer. How should you be getting in front of some of this legislation then?
1: Well. Especially after California's enactment of the Fair Pay Act, it's a little bit different than what was on the books, and we had a lot of questions of, well, how do you comply with this? What should we be doing um, if employers are not already doing so? It's encouraged that you you take a look at your at your data and conduct a, a pay equity analysis. Um, we recommend engaging in experienced professionals to do that, um, whether it's lawyers and labor statisticians to to help develop that model. Um, but that's definitely something that employers can do, but not stopping at the at the statistical data itself it's looking a little bit deeper having the conversation with the employer what are your practices how are they carried out how are you classifying employees those types of conversations
3: it it also will require some um, change in approach to um, pay pay scales and pay bands uh, as if there is too much flexibility in the pay levels you'll end up finding disparities and so we're going to have to train employers to start to look much more at what is this job really worth and just paying just for that as opposed to having a whole wide range of things or, or paying kind of whatever you got to pay to get the person. So there'll be some cultural issues that really need to change.
2: And there are some excellent examples of companies doing the right thing right here in California, major, massive companies, actually, Um, sometimes voluntarily, sometimes at the urging of our first spouse, Jennifer Siebel Newsom, who um, created the Equal Pay Pledge and something like 30 major California companies have already signed on to it. And those companies are agreeing to do self-audits that Jessica and Fred are referring to. Um, One who was a leader in that arena is Salesforce and Mark Benioff at the prompting of some of his female vice presidents a few years ago did a self audit and found that there was a gender gap of $3 million in his workforce and his workforce is large it's about 30,000 employees he corrected it that year leveling up the women to being paid what they should be paid given the work that they were doing and then a year later he said well let's look at it again and found that the gap had reopened just by virtue of the fact that so many employees had come and gone, and there were so many hiring decisions, the cumulative effect of which was to find yet another gender pay gap just 12 months later. So he has now taken on an annual self-audit, and from my perspective on the plaintiff side, that seems like a model uh, way to handle the problem.
0: All right. So uh, one of the goals I have with some of these interviews is to leave some practical tips. And so obviously, you know, this discussion has taken the perspective of attorney uh, representing a client, but also the employer as well. And so what I'd like to do is a couple of things, uh, you know, just practical takeaways from each of you for attorney or for their client, uh, you know, an employer. And then maybe some resources they can turn to to make sure that they're in compliance, try to do the right thing. And so who wants to go first?
3: Well, I, I think, um, as Jessica suggested, I think the first thing you do from the employer's side is to try to figure out whether you have a problem. Uh, and it's easier said than done because people by their nature don't want to you know, look it in the mirror and say, gee, I need to do this or I need to do that. And we, we were asking our clients to look hard at how you pay people and, and whether there are disparities in your, pay, in your workforce and then to figure out a way to address them. Uh, and underlying that is also trying to figure out why people get paid what, it, what they do pay. And when you do that, you find that there are lots of different opinions about that. And one manager will say, I pay for performance. Another one will say, well, I pay for experience. And if you have them in, in a sort of a similar job, you'll get different answers in how people get paid. So we have a lot of work to both figure out what the problem is and then start working on a solution to it.
1: Just a quick note on, on performing the audits. I think they're a great starting off point, but regardless of what your audit results are, you need to use that as a starting off point and dig deeper into the, to the employer's practices. Something about using data is that it's only as good as the accuracy of the data. The statistical results will tell you something about the data, but not necessarily about the employer's practices. So um, seeing a result that could be a potential disparity doesn't necessarily need to, you need to make changes. You need to investigate further.
2: And as, as far as advice for the employees goes, I would say a couple things. First, know your rights. Educate yourself on your rights. There's a really fascinating primer on equal pay that, that was published by the Economic Policy Institute and it's called What is the Gender Pay Gap and Is It Real? And it's maybe only 25 pages or so, but it's a really interesting read, and it will help explain the difference between the adjusted pay gap and the raw pay gap and help explain the causes for the pay gap. So if you can be conversant in these issues, you'll be better off negotiating for yourself um, and talking to others about the gender pay gap. And then one other thing that I'd mention is that The equal pay laws that we're bringing lawsuits under do not require that we prove intentional discrimination. And in fact, we're not alleging that. Most of my clients love their job and they love where they work. They just want to be paid fairly. So you don't need to be afraid to raise these issues internally or externally if necessary.
1: And I will just add, um, for the California Pay Equity Task Force, we finalized and publicized a number of very comprehensive and practical tools from employee, employer, union, shareholder, all those different perspectives. They're available at uh, women.ca.gov California Pay Equity.
0: Excellent. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the road for our episode here, but I want to thank our guests for joining us. Fred, Jessica, Laurie, thank you so much.
2: My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And if our listeners, they want to follow up, they want to learn more, they want to get some advice, how can they
3: find you? Why don't we start with Fred? Well, you could go to the Coblenz Patch, Duffy and Bass uh, website, and I'm listed there. Jessica.
1: Oric Harrington and Sutcliffe.
2: It's jessica.james at oric.com. Lori. AndrusAnderson.com. And my last name is spelled A-N-D-R-U-S.
0: Well, thank you for that. Also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in because without them, we wouldn't have a show. So uh, listeners out there, if you like what you heard, please rate and review us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, but you know what? Best yet, your favorite podcast. Yep. I'm Lawrence Coletti signing off from the ABA annual meeting here in San Francisco. Until next time, thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com.